You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Well, the madness has kind of begun for Arkansas as we have so much stuff going on this first week of March with the NFL Combine, Arkansas having its first real big recruiting weekend, uh, NCAA basketball tournament on the horizon, SEC basketball first, a couple big games this past week for Arkansas, including at Tennessee, and um, spring football right around the corner. We're going to talk about all that and more. Danny West is going to join us as well, talk about this big recruiting weekend. And uh, that's it. Let's get to it. I hate when my intro isn't punchy enough. I'm just like, let's get to it. All right, let's do it. Let's hit it. Let's go. All right. I want to get to Danny pretty quick here, okay? And I'm not going to go over the full how to watch and all that stuff. You guys answered the call last week. I asked for some reviews, and you guys chimed in. We went from a 5.0 to a 4.9, but okay, whatever. A bunch of people left reviews, so thanks. Thanks for that. (laughs) All right, NFL Combine first. I want to get to that before we get to Danny, but we'll have him on next. So, five Razorbacks participated. Traylon Burks went first on Thursday, I believe. Ran a 4.55 in the 40-yard dash officially. His best unofficial time was a 4.50. Monteric Brown, 4.55. Trey Williams, 5.08. John Ridgway, 5.30. And Myron Cunningham, a 5.38. Nothing spectacular about any of those times. None of them just jump off the page to you. You know, 4.55 cornerback, you know, your superstar, all-SEC wide receiver, a 4.55. That doesn't change anything about what I think about Traylon Burks once you put the pads on him. But it is interesting. I think, you know, a lot of people expected a little bit faster time. And Danny West pointed out that he kind of got roasted on our message board for suggesting that Traylon Burks should run a 4-5-0. But I'll, I'll say this about Burks also. This is the first combine he's ever been to. He never went to any in, his, in high school, obviously not in college. Didn't do any, like, senior bowl stuff because he's not a senior. This is the first time he's ever been to anything like this. Nobody did the bench press, which I think it's insane that the NFL Combine decided to do bench press on the same day that everybody does their testing stuff because hardly anybody participated in the bench. It used to be the day before you do bench, and the next day you do all the running stuff. So nobody wanted to participate in that. I'm sure that they're going to change that next year. Traylon with a 33-inch vertical, Trey Williams with a 26.5, and Myron Huntingham with Cunningham with a 20. 33, again, on the lower half of the wide receivers. Burks was also the biggest wide receiver. So, like, measurable-wise, everybody measured out well, from Monteric to Traylon, Myron Cunningham. Traylon was actually the biggest wide receiver. Not the tallest, but the heaviest, one of the tallest, biggest wingspan, third biggest hands, um, biggest arm length. You know, so everybody, like, measured out really well, but not everybody just, like, put up ridiculous numbers. So, you have to take into account that Burks is, you know – 40 to 15 pounds heavier than these other wide receivers doing these jumps and stuff. But a 33-inch vertical for Traylon. The broad jump, he did 10-2, which, again, solid, but, you know, not on the higher end. Uh, 8-8 for Trey Williams, 8-5 for Ridge Ray, and 8-2 for Cunningham. Three cone, Trey Williams did a 7.2. Burks did a 7.28, and Cunningham did an 8.5. A little surprised there to see Burks not do better than Trey Williams in the three cone. Uh, the shuttle, Trey Williams did a 424, Ridgeway 475, Cunningham 516 in the in the 20 shuttle. Yeah. 
and Burks didn't do that. Nobody did the 60-yard shuttle. Okay, so that's the NFL combine results. Um, it doesn't feel like anybody like really helped their stock so much, uh, but uh, I don't know that Burks hurt his stock any. So I still expect to see him go somewhere in the first round. I do think it's interesting when you throw it back to like, like when's the last time Arkansas really dominated at a combine? And I can't think – I mean, like there's been some guys that put up decent numbers and stuff, you know, like um, – you know, Hunter Henry did fine at his uh, at his pro day, or excuse me, at his uh, combine, uh, and some others. Uh, Jarius Wright did well. You know, Joe Adams only ran a four five five in the forty. You know, for as elusive as he was. Um, you know, thinking back to the Petrino days, Bielema days, there was never anybody who really did exceptional at the combine for whatever reason. Nobody ever seemed to do that well at it. Um, and this is obviously the first one under Pittman. But think back to like when Houston Nutt was at Arkansas. You had Matt Jones running a four four one. Most people will point to a four three nine, which was as unofficial as four four one was the official. Um, Ahmad Carroll with a four three six, McFadden a four three three, Felix Jones a four four four, Chris Houston a four three seven, Mitch Petrus, late Miss Petrus, uh, setting the bench press record at the combine overall bench press record. Um, you know, Jamal Anderson did well at the combine. He was 288 pounds. I don't think he ran there, but he ran a 475 at his pro day. Sean Andrews was 366, put up strong numbers. Jason Peters, 336, or ran a 499. Quentin Caver did a 466 at 6'4", 227, 37 and a half inch vert, 425 shuttle. You know, so like there and there are other examples of players that did really, really well at the combine under under Houston up for some reason. But for, since then, it just hasn't been like explosive, like, whoa, you know, type of numbers. All right. I want to go to Danny West now. So if you're not following Danny West, it's a great time to do it because the dead period is over, as we call it. This is the great sports conjunction where everything's going on with Razorback Sports. And this is the first really big visit weekend, and there were some nice prospects on hand. Danny, how you doing, man? Sub trade doing well. How's it going? I'm doing real good. Uh, was just talking a little bit about NFL Combine stuff. Some guys that are you know on their way out of Arkansas, and uh, want to talk to you about some guys that might be on their way in. Arkansas had their first big prospect day of March after the four week dead period. Uh, what did we learn out of the weekend? Yeah, really a good weekend for them. I know some people may be asking, well, where are the commitments? Can't be a good weekend without commitments, mm-hmm. right? But, yeah. Uh, I do think they're going to end up getting some of these guys. I really do. And it wouldn't shock me if some of them were, you know, relatively soon in the next few weeks or whatever. But, uh, yeah, uh, from every, from everybody I've talked to, uh, kids included, it just seemed like one of those weekends where everything kind of went right. The weather wasn't perfect, yeah. actually. I mean, it was kind of raining on Saturday during prospect day. Of course, got a little bit chillier throughout the weekend, but it just seemed like everybody I talked to, they just really knocked it out of the park this week. Of course, everybody wants to know about the big man on campus, Jordan Dominic, yep. the uh, Georgia Tech defensive end transfer. He, he really had a good visit, and I think what Arkansas has brought – from the portal this off season, you think about remaining needs, you have to address the pass rush at some point, you know, mm. I mean, you brought in Landon Jackson, which obviously was big and that's going to help you for a few more years. He's got uh, quite a few, uh, quite a bit of time left, but again, it's a defense that finished 13th in sacks, ninth in tackles for loss last year in the sec. And you think about that TFL number, you're losing a lot of those guys, four of the top five in that category, Hayden Henry, Fouché, Grant Morgan, and Trey Williams all gone. 
John Ridgeway was seventh on that list, TFL. So mm-hmm. really no surprise to me that they're going after this guy. Let's, let's paint the picture just a little bit real quick on, on, on who he is, Danny. He's from Georgia Tech. He's a, a graduate there. Uh, what's his offer list look like? I know he's a, he's a re-rank uh, 88, so just a little bit under a four-star. But what's his, what's his offer list like? Yeah, well, he's got quite a bit of uh, competition in the in the bag for him. Six three two fifty three with offers from Iowa State, Michigan State, Nebraska, Auburn. Of course, he's scheduled a, a trip to Auburn on the eighteenth of this month. So, a lot of big time competition there. But I tell you what helps you. I don't know if Arkansas was the first offer before he went into the portal, but they were the first one he reported. So mm-hmm. I've got to assume they were first, and it's no coincidence to me that they were first to get him on campus. Uh, you can't overlook that. So I know people may worry about that Auburn visit in a couple of weeks, and rightfully so, but I will say Auburn's had a pretty tough go of it down there lately. Yeah. There's a lot of ammo you can use against them in recruiting based on what they just went through, very public mess that they had. So I don't know if it scares you as much at this point. Mm-hmm. I think Arkansas has really knocked it out of the park, and again, it I mean, you can't overstate their need for a guy like that, a really mature, really smart dude. He was so impressive, man, talked. So, you know, I think they're in a really good spot. If I had to predict it today, I'd say Arkansas is in really, really You just cut out – you're cutting out just a little bit here and there, Danny. Oh, sorry. Arkansas yeah, is in really, saying, really bad shape. Is that what you were yeah, saying? Horrible shape. <laughs> Never getting this. Guy. No, I think they're in, they're in pretty good – they're in a pretty good spot for uh, Jordan. Yeah, so uh, – there's a, there's a few other guys I want to talk about. Obviously, he would be a big need uh, position. Uh, but switching over a little bit more to, to the high school ranks, uh, I'm just going to kind of mention a couple of guys. Uh, but Carson Dean tweeted out that uh, he's, had, he's got news at 6 o'clock. And, I mean, that could be a, a, a cut list, a top five or something like that. Or it could be a commitment. Who knows? But uh, 6'4", 235 pounds. Um, out of Carrollton, Texas, Abron High School. Uh, he's the number 428 overall prospect in the country. This guy is uh, – I mean, you were mentioned to me earlier, I mean, Arkansas seems like they really hit it out of the park with him, and this is a guy that has Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, Missouri, you know, all these schools offered before. But Arkansas offered him uh, at this camp, and he, uh, he really had a good time. I mean it- – when you talk about knocking it out of the park, he's the first one that comes to mind this weekend. He actually told me it was his best visit yet. You know, he loved the hospitality. He said it was crazy. He's never, and I'm quoting this kid, I've never experienced anything like it, like this anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's a mouthful. So, uh, you know, when you talk about a kid who does have LSU and TCU and Texas, all these schools have been after him. And then suddenly Arkansas gets him on campus and, Suddenly he's got news coming. I don't know what that might be, but I think Arkansas definitely uh, is a strong contender at this point after just one visit from this guy. You know, you mentioned the size there, 6'4", 235. I'm told he runs a 10-7 in the 100. That's freakish. Yeah, You don't see that a lot. And production backs it up, 87 tackles, uh, 10 sacks. I want to say over 25 tackles for loss last year. Just a really good player, so... Arkansas suddenly a, a major contender for this guy, and I'm as curious as anybody to see what that big news is tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Keeping our eye on that. Uh, the next guy I want to take you to, Danny, is um, quarterback and a guy that we've kind of had our eye on for a good bit, uh, Malachi Singleton out of North Cobb High School in Kennesaw, Georgia. This is 7A 
7A kid, uh, which is the highest classification in, in the state of Georgia. 6'1", 220 pounds. Uh, 24-7 Sports has him ranked as the number 189 prospect in the country, number 17 quarterback, number 19 overall in Georgia. He also has a nice offer list, which includes the Georgia Bulldogs. But uh, he, he made the drive with his family, his mom, his brothers, uh, and stayed overnight. And and seemed like that was a really productive visit too. But he's a guy that I know that you really like. I really like too. I like his size, his speed. Um, ran for over 1,000 yards last year, 75% completion percentage and 2,300 passing yards. Just uh, – this guy looks like he could be a really good fit in this offense. Yeah, I agree. You know, the quarterback search, it's been really important, but a lot of fun to follow, too. I mean, you skip a year, you don't sign a quarterback in 22. You better get it right the next year. You know what? Especially with numbers a little bit low at the point that it is right now, three scholarship guys on campus. So I think the original plan, Trey, was to kind of maybe be a little bit patient Go after, you know, swing for the fences. Go after some of these guys. See if you can get them on campus, some of your national-type targets. Mm-hmm. And and we talked about some of those on the podcast last week. But um, I think that switched at some point last week, and they expedited this. Malachi was supposed to come in April. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been here once. He came last November for the Mississippi State game. He watched in person K.J. Jefferson go down the hill, uh, go down the field and win that game in the last minute there no timeouts he's bouncing off people made great plays like i said on the podcast that's what you want malachi to see when he Mm -hmm. comes to town so i think that that was the first strike and then they expedite this trip that was supposed to happen in april that hit him on campus this weekend and i mean nailed it Mm -hmm. rolled out the red carpet for his mother his brothers and that did not it didn't go unnoticed by the family by the way i was talking to them last night and that i think arkansas is in a really good spot here you know you talked about he i think he'd be a perfect fit for ken browse you know he's he's got a different boot six one he's stocky he's strong strong runner a really good deep ball now who does that sound yeah. like yeah kj, KJ. Mm-hmm. right i'm not saying he is that but you know he's he, i why when you look at the competition uh, the kid himself, I see why he's seen now as a priority target. And uh, I definitely, you know, I think they're in a really good spot. Now, he's going to take a couple more visits, but he's definitely one to watch at this point in my book. Same high school also as uh, 2022 Razorback signee Samuel Bakke. So that's that's got to help also. So, um, last guy. Nice to start a trend there, wouldn't it? Yeah. Cobb would. High School, my hey, goodness. Hey, and in the last class, the 2021 class, you talk about the kids they got out of Georgia. I mean, they hit on every one of those guys. I mean, Jaden Johnson, Cameron Ball. Um, there's one other one they got from Georgia last year. Who? Chris Paul. Chris Paul is a guy that they, they think has a, a real future at linebacker for him. So, those three guys uh, did, get, did good work in Georgia last year. Uh, yep. So, I want to fast forward to my last guy I wanted to kind of highlight here. Actually, not my last guy. I got maybe one other I want to talk about, but – Ryan Wingo, class of 2024, so he's just coming off his sophomore year, going to be a junior this season. The number six ranked prospect in the entire country was in town for the class of 2024, and it's a familiar last name, Wingo. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is uh, for people that maybe don't follow recruiting or just tend to forget names throughout the year. He is the younger brother of Ronnie Wingo, known for his will route. And yep. Fayetteville, Ronnie had a, a pretty solid career, you know, coming out of St. Louis. Forget what class was that? 09, Trey. That would have been the 09 class, yeah. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time pickup back in 09, and they're trying to do it again. This one, uh, I don't know what I'm allowed to say on here, but another service just today, within the last hour, called him a five star. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if that tells you anything, he's he's way way up there. Uh, He's just a speedster, a speedster 6'2", 198, can fly. He's everything you would expect a Wingo to be. But he, he really, you know, they took him to the baseball game. That was part of this weekend's event. You know, you knock out all the important stuff, and then you go have a little fun and, and try to, um, you know, get a taste of what a, a fan experience is like here at Arkansas. But, um, yeah, they went down to the baseball game. He said Coach Pitt walked in. He put his arm around kind of like one of those, hey, I know this guy. This mm-hmm. is Ryan Wingo. You know, he's showing him off a little bit. So he really enjoyed that. He got to talk to Coach Guyton, the wide receivers coach, at length. And I think they're in a good spot. But they, obviously there's a ton of competition here. Penn State really doing a good job with, with Ryan as well as Texas A&M. That's probably the one that scares you more than any at this point. A&M's really going after him. So, you know, he's a 2024, still a long way to go, but he plans on being back again soon. Uh, and I think that would, you got to string together visits like that from a, a regional type guy. It's one thing to get him once a year, you know, on campus. You got to pick up a few in a row, get him back mm-hmm. for the spring game. And I think he, he may be back for that April 16th. Are we calling it a spring game or we're we just going to call it a practice, Trey? 
They're calling 16. it a uh, hog fest and an open practice, I guess. I okay. guess that's what we're yeah, calling well, it. Yeah. Well, I think that's what he's planning on coming back for. So that would be really, really key to get a, a second turnaround visit yeah, like that. That but, quick also. Um, yeah, long way to go. I think they're in a solid uh, position right now. Yep. All right, everybody. Danny West joining us again. Follow him at Danny West 247 on Twitter. If you like Razorback recruiting news, because he's got all of it. And in fact, all these players that he's talking about right now, all these recruits, um, you can read quotes from them. He's got stories. He's got uh, notebooks on everything that happened this past weekend. And you can read all of that at hogsports.com. So good time to sign up for a VIP subscription for just $1 your first month. The last guy I wanted to talk about who was in town this weekend, Danny, is uh, Bryce Lovett who really fits the mold uh, of what Arkansas is looking for in offensive lineman, 6'5", 330 pounds, out of Rockledge, Florida. So he's over in that Tampa area, uh, same high school as, as Rocket Sanders went to. He's not dramatically highly regarded right now. I mean, he's the number 641 prospect in the country. That's still a solid ranking. Uh, he's only, you know, just barely top 100 in Florida. The Florida Gators have offered him, though. I mean, that's usually a pretty good sign that, you know, when an in-state school offers that maybe the ranking isn't quite right on that. Uh, but what can you tell us about Bryce Love? It seems like a, a guy that, you know, again, is about the size, looks like what Sam oh, Pittman yeah. recruits he, look he like. Looks- he looks apart for sure. I got a little glimpse of him, but uh, yeah, Bryce is you know six six three thirty. He's exactly looking for to be honest with you. Of course, it helps that uh, Rocket has seen so much early success here. He's a fan favorite. Everybody loves mm-hmm. Rocket, you know, and he just to be really enjoying his time here. So I think that aspect probably helps you a little bit. Uh, Bryce told me he already had a lot of love for Arkansas coming in. And they're definitely top three after the visit. So probably a guy we're going to be talking about for the long haul here. Uh, I want to mention another new offensive line offer that went out, 6'5", Luke Brown mm-hmm. out of Paris, Tennessee, 2023 offensive tackle. So they had some really good offensive linemen on campus this weekend. I know Kentucky's up there for Luke Brown, but this is one I think they're going to they're going to start making a stronger push towards. I think they really like this kid, like how his – uh, how he looked. I know they were really curious to see if that size would check out, and evidently it did because he left with an offer. And um, I think you'll see it reflected on the big red board when I update that later today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Going to be trending him upward. I think they really made a strong impression, and and Bryce as well. Yeah. So obviously we're going to keep our eyes on all of these guys, but we're especially going to look out for uh, Carson Dean and his announcements at six tonight. Who knows? What it is, a commitment, hopefully, yeah, for Arkansas. That, that would be cool. <laughs> or, uh, More for you, know, you on that. I don't know the kid well enough. He's kind yeah. of brand new to us. So, uh, yeah, yeah I'll, be, I'll be curious about that as well. Our top five. I mean, it is interesting timing that uh, it's right after the Arkansas visit. But uh, it is. Uh, anyway, if it is a top five, we'd certainly expect Arkansas to be in there after uh, his comments this weekend. Uh, Going to keep an eye on Jordan Dominic, obviously, initially with um, – you know, he's got an Auburn visit, I guess, scheduled, but he's, a, I mean, a transfer to, to really keep an eye on. And uh, Malachi Singleton seems like a, a key target there at quarterback, maybe the, the number one guy on the board right now uh, for Arkansas. So we'll keep up with all those guys. And uh, what's looking ahead, Danny? I mean, yeah, the sure. dead period's we'll over, so, so what's next? Another big prospect day coming up this weekend. Uh, we're hoping the weather cooperates a little better, but uh, so far it's not looking like it. I think they're calling for snow on Friday, a few inches of it. So, they teased us with the weather uh, this past yeah, week. Let's try to get that out of here. But mm. um, yeah, I want to start with Caden McDonald. He's a four-star defensive 
here. You, hey, you, you cut out on us, Danny. He's a four-star. Oh, defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Sorry, they got. We've got some construction going on around me, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of everybody saying I'm in and out today. Sorry about it, but uh, Caden McDonald, four-star defensive tackle, will be here. A lot of family ties to Arkansas. Uh, Javen Simpkins, a four-star running back out of Florida, he's going to be coming back. Dallas Young, your your cornerback commitment. For the 23 class, he's coming up, as well as T.J. Metcalf, Zaire Rayner. You'll be able to read about all these guys throughout the week, and we'll definitely be adding more names to the list. But, uh, yeah, it should be another big-time visit weekend. I'm not aware of any officials coming in so far, so uh, but should be well attended and a, and a good turnout. All right, Danny. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. We'll all see right. you. All right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, follow him at DannyWest247 on Twitter. And sign up if you haven't signed up already for hogsports.com. Just $1 right now for your first month at hawgsports.com. All right, where do we want to go now? Well, we can wrap up basketball a little bit. Now, Curtis Wilkerson will have a show later in the week, I assume, um, previewing the SEC tournament. I'm not sure exactly when that will be. I, I, I can't remember what his schedule is. Obviously, he's he's flying out Thursday. Um for Tampa, he'll be there and he'll be doing, you know, after the games, he'll do live update videos just like he did last year. We're going to have him everywhere Arkansas is this postseason. So SEC tournament and then the NCAA tournament as well. Uh, he'll be on location covering the games, writing stories, doing all his analysis and breakdown. And, of course, uh, the live videos and stuff, which are always really entertaining. But Arkansas coming off of a couple of interesting games, uh, 77-76 loss, or excuse me, win over LSU. It felt like a loss. I mean, I know they won, but after the game, like instead of like, you know, just like a one-point game, you normally be, you know, like out of your chair. And I was just kind of sitting there like, did Arkansas just win that? You know, it just had a, a weird feeling to it. I felt like LSU kind of outplayed him the whole game. But Arkansas did what they had to do, and that's the sign of a great team. You know, Jetty Note wasn't his regular self, and they still found a way to pull it out. And then this Tennessee game uh, in Knoxville was just brutal in the first half. I mean – they were shooting lights out. They ended up shooting 67% three-point range for the game. You're not going to beat many teams that are shooting 67% from three for the game. But the second half, the way Arkansas battled back, and really I think that, you know, Note got a little carried away. He threw that, that pass, I think, to Debo uh, on that fast break. I feel like Arkansas might have pulled off off the, the crazy comeback. I think they were down 24 points at one point. So, might have pulled off the crazy comeback that, you know, if no ta- – you could see right when he threw it, he was like, what am I doing? And threw it out of bounds. But, uh, heck of a battle back. Arkansas is 15th in the AP poll. They only dropped one spot. This top uh, – 25 and one from CBS Sports. They uh, slid from 14 to 17, so a little bit bigger drop there. My opinion is, I mean, Arkansas still the same team, even though they lost 10. They beat this team by 10 points in Bud Walton. You know, it wasn't like a two point, four point game like this one was. You know, they beat them by 10, beat them pretty solidly. Um, so to me, you know, it's, it, these games are so close together. It's like hard to say Tennessee's better than Arkansas unequivocally. Unequivocally? Not a word I use a lot. Anyway, it's not like they're like head and shoulders better. In fact, I think all four of those teams in the SEC are, are really right there neck and neck, those top four seeds. So Arkansas next is – let's see. Let's bring up the schedule here. Friday, March 11th, 1 o'clock, they play the winner of game four. So game four is either LSU – again, LSU – I mean, they were, they were a, tough, a tough game in Fayetteville – 
But Arkansas beat them pretty good back in uh, in Baton Rouge earlier in the year. But it'll be LSU and the winner of game one. So Wednesday is when the tournament starts at 5 o'clock. It's Missouri and Ole Miss. They're the 12-13. Okay, the winner of that game goes on to play LSU at 1 o'clock on Thursday. Okay, LSU is the five seed. And the winner of that game goes on to play Arkansas at 1 o'clock on Friday. That game will be on ESPN. All Arkansas's games, if they keep winning, they'll be on ESPN. So, Arkansas versus LSU, Missouri, or Ole Miss on Friday at 1 o'clock. Saturday, if they win that game at uh, at noon, then they'll play the, the winner of game – it's seven versus eight. So, that is – Game seven is Auburn versus the winner of game three. So, probably Auburn versus Texas A&M or Florida. So, and then if they win that one, then they'll play at noon on Sunday, March 13th. Then it's Selection Sunday, which is always a good time, especially when your team's in it, right, Razorback fans? Nothing like it. Nothing like the SEC tournament leading into the NCAA tournament um, if your team's good. You know, and uh, looking for those seeds right now, it's pretty much all over the place um, about where Arkansas could end up. But it seems pretty consistent: four seed, five seed. Um, the 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 brackets that I saw today uh, have Arkansas as a four seed. That's uh, ESPN and CBS. The ESPN bracket um, has Arkansas as a four seed, playing Vermont, and then playing the winner of UConn, North Texas. And then, I mean, Gonzaga is the number one seed out of that one. I like this bracket for Arkansas. And to be honest with you, I don't know that I'd, I'll dislike a bracket for Arkansas when it comes down to it because I like them I like them against anybody. You know, when they're on their game, you know, they. I, I think they may have, with the brutality of the schedule here late, I think they may it may have gotten to them a little bit, maybe gotten their legs a little bit. You know, you see them struggling against LSU so badly on the boards. Um, you see them, you know – and they didn't have uh, Dees Tony, you know, in the in the Tennessee game. And maybe if they had, maybe that would have been the difference. He's pretty strong defending the three, but um, you know, not defending the three as well as they have, not not holding teams, you know, defensively as well as they have. So give them a little bit of break, give them some time off. They got almost a week here to get their legs back under them and uh, and make this run in the SEC tournament and then heading into the NCAA tournament. So. A four seed versus 13 Vermont on ESPN. CBS has Arkansas. Let's see. Scroll down. This is Jerry Palm. Oh, where are they? They're a four seed again in this one. Four seed versus South Dakota State. Okay. And they've got them in the same bracket as Alabama, who's the five seed. Alabama, North Texas. So, if Arkansas wins that one, they play the winner of, Ar- of Alabama, North Texas again with Gonzaga in this bracket. I like them in this bracket, too. I like him to get to the Sweet 16 at least, and have a shot against Gonzaga. So I don't, I don't hate any bracket that Arkansas's in. Bring anybody on. Give this team a little bit of rest. Let them get healthy. Let them get Tony back. Let JD Note get a little bit of rest. You know, from, I mean, he went off against Kentucky and and probably hasn't been quite the same since. But let them get a little bit of rest. Okay, get into this SEC tournament. I think they can do some damage against anybody that they play. I think that's a sentiment against uh, you know for our, most Arkansas fans right now. Flipping over to baseball real quick, the baseball season hasn't started off just exactly like you like. They beat Omaha fifteen three in the midweek game. Then they came back Friday and fell to Southeastern Louisiana. Had a um, seven run six inning that they gave up, lost seven to three. 
Uh, 4 2 over uh, Southeastern Louisiana in the early game on Saturday. They played a doubleheader and then 11 1 over them uh, later on Saturday. So, Andrew Ellis has a nice breakdown at Arkansas Baseball Week in Review. We're increasing the content for baseball coverage this year. See how it plays out. Up next for Arkansas Baseball, Thursday, March 10th, 11th, and 12th, they play UIC. Uh, first two games are at 3 o'clock on SEC Network Plus, and the Saturday game is on SEC Network Plus at 2 o'clock. And then play – oh, excuse me, they play four games Sunday, March 13th against UIC uh, at 12.30 p.m. on SEC Network Plus. So a four-game series this weekend coming up for the baseball team. All right. Again, I'm not going to tell you how to watch and listen. I'm not going to ask for a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, but do that if you want. I'm not going to ask. But I appreciate everybody jumping in and uh, and throwing us some reviews. Definitely helps boost our channel, helps other people know about it. All right, we're going to jump into your questions now. Tyler Tober says, Trey, congrats on the W in the fan bracket. My third grade girls basketball team also has won their last two games. We had a 30 to 20 win last week. <laughs> Got a big week coming up. Three games in one week. James Toller says, go Hogs. Matt Jones or uh, Daniel and Jill Walter says, Matt Jones. Just Matt Jones. Zach Williams says, wonder what Hornsby would run. He would run a 4-3 something. Low 4-3. I have no doubt that he would run a low 4-3. Michelle Fernandez is spamming me. I want you to come look at uh, look at somebody else's information. Why do people do that? I don't go to your channel. Jeff Smith says, when will the baseball team get going? Seems like their bats are struggling. We pick Suey from Texarkana. Here's my thoughts with baseball. It's kind of similar to basketball. January 5th or so, you're like, what the hell? What the hell's going on with basketball? This team doesn't get it. They're falling apart. You know, they're never going to put it together. Season's done. You hear a lot of talk like that with baseball. And here's my thoughts with basketball, is, with Musselman, is I will never do that again. I will never doubt that he can put it back together again. Okay? Dave Van Horn has also earned that. I mean, you know what? Maybe they have a hiccup year. They've had hiccups before. That's all they've been. Next year, they're back in full swing. So, we'll see how things get going with baseball. But don't doubt them. They got time to put it together. They got, what, like 16 more games before Mississippi State? Lisa Cup Hancock says, like listening to Trey and Danny, appreciate you, Miss Lisa. Don Eldred says, anyone else having audio cut out? Uh, Danny cut out a little bit. He's just um, said they're doing some construction around his, his neighborhood. How does the tailbacks look, says Josh Wilbanks. I actually did an article on Arkansas tailbacks um, on 24-7 Sports, you can go look that up. But just to give you a quick overview, you got Dominic Johnson back, who's a little bit lighter this spring than he's been. Uh, I think he's, you know, he's still like 220-plus. you got Raheem Sanders back uh, and A.J. Green. I think those are going to be your top three running backs this year. You know, A.J., I look for him to maybe make the biggest jump ahead. I'm anxious to see what Dominic Johnson can do with like a full season as, as kind of the go-to guy. And I really think it'll be Dominic and, and Rocket Sanders kind of trading off there. The, the good news is they return the starting quarterback who ran for 600-plus yards last year also who, you know, that's going to cause a problem. This is the number one power five rushing offense in the country returning. Uh, you return four of your five offensive linemen also. So all good signs right there as long as 
they can make sure that they're still a threat in the passing game, and that's where a guy like Jaden Hazelwood comes in also. Let's see. West Glass says, going to do any live baseball. I'm not sure what you mean on live baseball. But what we're gonna have, we're gonna start having uh, Andrew Ellis on for baseball stuff. I got to get his graphic and all that stuff prepared. Eric Fox says, "Was Greg actually faster than Burks? He was shown how he ran a faster forty-yard dash. He might have. I mean, uh, he might have actually. Let's see. Greg ran. A, I remember he ran a four-six-six at an Arkansas camp as a high school recruit, and I think he ran faster than that." Greg was in a class. I remember I felt real good about this because this publication came out and they outlined uh, all the 40 times for these high school or for these guys that were at the NFL Combine, just completed the NFL Combine, um, when they were in high school and, like, showed how ridiculous recruiting services were because they had all these low high school times and they were slower at the NFL Combine, you know. Um, and then I looked at Arkansas's guys and I was thinking, okay – you know, and I'd put this together. I had, you know, Chris Gregg, Greg Child, Jarius Wright, and all that stuff. And their high school times were slower than their NFL combine times. I, I remember thinking, like, why didn't this guy mention, hey, Arkansas is not, like, embellishing size, like, heights and weights and all this stuff. We weren't doing any of that, embellishing 40 times. We had very accurate numbers for those guys. I don't know. It always, always kind of made me feel good, but – they like included it like as part of the store to show that they were embellished like overall, and they were, but not Arkansas. Where's Arkansas at in March Madness? We we just went over all that. Tony Ball says, "What's going to be our weakness on defense this year?" Well, I mean, it could depend on guys like Jordan Dominic if they ever get him in. That's certainly going to provide a boost on the defensive line. Uh, I think cornerback is going to be a, a bit of an issue. Monteric Brown, I know he only ran a four-five-five. Um, to me, Monteric was a really strong cornerback for Arkansas the last three years. So you've got some, you know, replacing of that, and you, you know, you've got Dwight McLeathern in. He's still a bit of an unknown. You know, we, he did some good things at LSU, uh, but still, you'd like to see maybe overall numbers a little bit stronger in terms of like experience and all that stuff at at cornerback. And you got Hudson Clark back and Ladarius Bishop back. Um, you'd like to see some guys, you know, step up a little bit more and and uh, be a little more consistent. Appreciate that, Jacob, for reporting that. Tony Ball says, what's going to be our weakness on defense? I just read that. West Class says, like what you're doing now and what Curtis does after the midweek basketball games. Appreciate that, West. And once spring football gets here, we'll we'll kick up the show. We'll, you know, probably do it a couple times a week, um, you know, and Curtis will have his game. So, we'll have, you know, we'll, we'll have a lot of stuff, you know, once March Madness really gets going and spring football as well. Dustin Hoofman says, I think Juracek earned a raise with all these hires that he has brought to Arkansas. He just got a raise. I think he's up to $1.4 million. So, And you think about what Hunter has done. You know, just your point, Dustin. You know, like, there's some reach hires that he made. Like, Sam Pittman was not a traditional hire that people make and turned out to be a great hire for Arkansas. You got to credit Hunter Juracek. Now, I know he had some doors closed in his face. Sometimes that's fortunate and it works out, but he still made the hire. Uh, you know, Eric Musselman was a guy that was just kind of sitting there waiting. And if you look on, you know, other people's sites like, uh, oh, uh, Maryland, for example, you know, Maryland for some reason has this idea in their head that Musselman's unhappy at Arkansas and he would, you know, crawl to Maryland. I'm sorry, Maryland, it's not happening. I, I don't want you to get your hopes up too much. Not that anything's wrong with Maryland, but he's good, all right? 
he's good. He's making four million dollars at a place where uh, they put twenty thousand people in the stands. You know, for all these you know SEC games, and uh, the energy here is unbelievable. He's got the number two ranked recruiting class in the country coming in, and he's just going to bolt on that to go to the East Coast. I mean, I understand some people talking he might go West Coast. He took a shot at the Pac-10 the other day, and their poor attendance numbers, Pac-12 ish 14 i don't know how many schools are in the pack 12 now anyway uh muscleman i think is good at arkansas i think he's happy here i think his family's happy here and i don't mean to burst your bubble but uh, i see a lot of talk about him going to maryland and i'm just that would be that would stun me if he went to maryland okay um plus he's gonna be busy you're gonna be looking for a coach and he's gonna be making a deep run in the ncaa tournament right (laughs) all right what else we got here jacob klossner says What's your thoughts on what you'd like to see Arkansas do in the SEC tournament? You think more important to play well and prepare some players for the NCAA tournament? To steal a line from Major League, let's go win the whole damn thing. Who cares? I mean, I'm not I'm not thinking about any other game other than winning. You know, the next one, whether it's LSU or Missouri or Ole Miss, win that game, win the next game, win the next game. If you do that, then Arkansas should probably be like a three seed at minimum. I mean, you've got to be a three seed if you do what they've done and you keep and you win the SEC tournament. Because the SEC is, I think it's the best league in the country right now. Okay, we'll see what happens with the NCAA tournament. So much of it, you know, surrounds around, you know, matchups and stuff. But I think it's the best league in the country this year. And um, if Arkansas wins the tournament after the stretch that they've had, then – I don't know. That's my thoughts on it. I've seen stuff, and I talked about this on the last show, where you see them a five seed. Arkansas may be the most dangerous five seed in the country. Then why aren't they a four seed? Just make them a normal four or a three seed. If they're the most dangerous five in the country, maybe they should be a little bit higher. And, like, that's a sentiment among a lot of people. Maybe they should be a little bit higher. Anyway. All right, everybody, we're going to close it out. Appreciate you joining us. As you mentioned, as Danny West mentioned, um, a lot going on with Razorback uh, recruiting. Another weekend coming up with recruits coming in. The start of spring football on Sunday. Again, that is uh, – I don't know if I mentioned that, but that's Sunday. I don't. We don't have a time for that. But they'll go Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, light walkthrough on Thursday. Then it's spring break. And then they'll come back and go every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, all the way up to April 16th where they'll have the open practice. And then they got three more practices after that the next week which is a little bit different than they've ever done in the past. So, um, And then, of course, basketball, the SEC tournament. I mean, this is it. Starting Sunday, it's the official cluster of all sports, the official cluster. Once spring football starts up, baseball, basketball, football, recruiting, all of it, all of it, it's a wild time. It's a great time to be subscribed to Hog Sports. So sign up, $1 right now for your first month. All right, everybody. Thanks to Danny West for joining us. Appreciate your questions. Curtis Wilkinson will be back with you midweek for the Basketball SEC Tournament Preview Show. All right. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 